What's up, fanboys and fangirls? Welcome to another Review Point podcast coming to you from fanboysanonymous.com. As always, I am your host, Tony Mango, and as you can tell, my target for this edition is Terminator Dark Fate. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> I don't really know how to tackle reviewing this movie. If you have checked out my previous Terminator movie reviews, and you listened to the movie club that we had done back in the day, you should know by now, uh, Terminator 2 is my favorite movie of all time. And I guess more specifically, the collective of Terminator 1 and Terminator 2 together is my favorite movie of all time, because they are kind of dependent upon each other, kind of the same as, like, Godfather 2. Is it really the better movie of the two, or is it really Godfather 1 and Godfather 2, the ones that really work together? Uh, so the Terminator movies are near and dear to my heart because I absolutely love those two movies and none of the other ones. Uh, Terminator 3 is a movie that I saw three times in the movie theater and bought and rewatched a bunch of different times, all trying to convince myself that it was a good movie and it isn't, uh, Terminator Salvation I had watched, and I didn't like it at the time, and I still don't really like it. There's still lots of things that are problematic about it, but I've grown to appreciate some parts of it a lot more than some of the other movies, and Terminator the Sarah Connor Chronicles I thought was really a lot of fun, and that was like the one out of all these that I did kind of like. There's parts of that that I don't like either, and Terminator Genesis comes out and that was just the maybe not the biggest stinker of the bunch because I think that maybe still Terminator 3 might be but for the most part these movies are just not good and they all keep crapping on this franchise that I love so much and it really bothers me so the more that we go through this and the more that it's just as disappointing, if not more disappointing, the more that I just keep going, my God, you're trying to kill Terminator for me. And uh, this is this, this uh, I'm all over the place here. This podcast can go in a lot of different ways. And I know that some people are going to be annoyed with some of the criticisms that I have about this movie. So I'm going to preface this by saying one thing. If you are the type of person who likes this movie, strictly because it is rah-rah feminism or that you really, really just connected to the political parts of this movie, you're not going to like my review because I will straight up say those two aspects of this movie annoy the crap out of me. Not as much as they, uh, what annoyed me is that they ruined what the whole point of the first two movies was. So, that's my preface for this whole thing. If you don't want to listen to my review and all the specific stuff, if you just want the short end of how this all is, then the movie's stupid. It completely doesn't need to exist. I really wish that they wouldn't have made it. I wish that we could go back in time and erase every Terminator movie after Terminator 2. And I feel like this movie tried to do that, and all it did was make another bad decision. Uh, this movie is very indicative of The Force Awakens and a lot of other things that I think are happening in pop culture that are really bothersome to me when it comes to 
making a reboot that doesn't really reboot things as much as it just takes the thing that you had seen before, copies and pastes it, and then says, but the last one doesn't count. We're going to get more into that. But yeah, this movie annoyed the crap out of me. I actually laughed in the theater at different parts because I was just like, you got to be fucking kidding me. And if you checked out my article of predicting the plot, I pretty much got it 100% correct. So that's my preface for the whole thing before I start diving into some of the more specifics. So this means hereby going forward, spoiler warning, I will talk spoilers about the movie. So if you don't want to see the movie, which I recommend, then uh, you know, it's no problem whatsoever, but if you don't want to know what happens in the movie and you want to try to check it out for yourself without knowing, then by all means, don't listen to the rest of this. Come back and check it out at a later time. So now that the spoiler warning's out of the way, let me just say this. You fucking killed John Connor off in the very first couple of minutes in the movie, which negates the entire purpose of Terminator 1 and Terminator 2. For anybody who wants to argue this, here's here's the point of Terminator. The first movie is you sent Kyle Reese back in time to stop the Terminator from killing Sarah so that she could give birth to John so that John could do everything that he did leading up to the point of beating Skynet and the last act of beating Skynet. It says it in the movie. The final thing is sending Kyle back to complete the loop. That is the final battle. They say it in the movie. The final battle is being fought. And since Kyle goes back and he helps Sarah survive, and when he impregnates her, it fulfills the whole idea of John Connor being born. And then Kyle, at that point, basically ceases to have a purpose because as long as he's impregnated Sarah that that's the main thing that he needs to do the rest of it is just Sarah needs to survive and then Sarah who goes from a damsel in distress to a character who grows and by the end of the movie she's the one saying get on your feet soldier and she's the one that takes out the terminator that is empowering and she becomes the badass that's going to teach John all the things that he needs to know so that when the future happens, he's prepared for it. He fulfills the entire purpose of the whole thing. He meets Kyle Reese. They become friends. Kyle Reese falls in love with Sarah based off of the picture. They beat Skynet. John sends Kyle back. That's it. That's the story. That's a complete story. Now, they did set up this idea of that John says to Kyle to give on the message of there is no fate but what we make for ourselves. Now, they piggybacked off of that and they made Terminator 2. And in, of course, that movie, John is now old enough that he can do something and Sarah has progressed in a natural progression. She is a badass and she's over uh with a whole bunch of stress and anxiety about this whole future that she's trying to do her best to make sure that John's prepared for this and she's trying to keep him protected and everything. And they took things to a logical next progression, which was everybody liked the Terminator in that one. Why don't we make a good Terminator? And why don't we make the bad Terminator the next step up? 
So in my mind, Terminator 2 completes the story even more. What they do, if you watch the extended edition, which to me, that's the definitive version, that's the one that James Cameron wanted to go with, I'm going to take that as headcanon, as just uh, all this stuff happened for real, and fuck the rest of these movies. The story tells, uh, goes throughout the whole thing, where they decide that they're going to find this loophole, and they're going to stop Judgment Day before it even happens, which effectively fulfills that prophecy of John Connor being the one that stops Skynet. All they do is they just stop it before Skynet can even actually do anything. So they do it. They stop Cyberdyne from being able to create Skynet. And the movie should have ended the way that the movie should have originally ended, which was John becomes a senator and that's it. No judgment day, none of that kind of stuff. Now, some people are going to try to give Terminator Dark Fate credit and say, well, it is kind of interesting that they went along with this idea of there is no fate but what we made for ourselves, and wouldn't it be interesting if we ponder the question, what did they change about the future? No, that isn't an original idea. Nothing about this movie is original, and that's one of my problems with this movie. This movie borrows elements from every single one of these shitty knockoff Terminator 3 movies that they've tried. Let me tell you the story of Terminator 3 for those that haven't seen it or need a refresher. Judgment Day still happens, and it's inevitable. All they did was change some of the details, and instead of Cyberdyne creating Skynet, it was just like the generic government and Robert Brewster and whatever like that, and now in the future it happens on a different day instead of August 29th, 1997, and tough shit. It's inevitable. Now it's, that's the path that you're going down. What happens with Terminator Salvation? They say, well, what if John's not right about all this stuff? And what if the future got changed? And what if things don't turn out exactly the same way as it should have turned out? Which defeats the purpose again, because that means that now when they send everybody back in time, that all that stuff is a completely different future, which means sending them back in time, changes all that stuff around, and defeats the whole grandfather paradox thing. And then we get Terminator Genesis, which screws it up even more because it says, well, what if none of that stuff happens and we just go and send a Terminator back to kill Sarah when she's a kid and all this, and that's just complete nonsense and whatever. And then this one says, well, what if the future that they do is just a copy and paste? This movie is so unoriginal and it's not even just the idea of like what happens if the future is inevitable and it's just always going to happen with that which by the way if that's the story you want to tell there's no point in telling that story anymore because you know why if danny goes through and she solves the whole skynet thing or well now it's legion but if she solves that whole problem and she sends grace back in time it either creates the same exact grandfather paradox and defeats the purpose of going back and doing a whole other movie like this, or they change everything and they stop Legion. And then another new thing named uh, fucking Robots Are Us comes up because stopping Skynet didn't stop the future. So why should stopping Legion? It's going to tell the exact same story over and over and over and over and over again. There's no point in telling that story. This is a copy and paste of Terminator 1 and Terminator 2, but done shittier. And you know what it reminds me of? The Force Awakens. The problem with The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi is they had a story that was already finished. The story of the Star Wars franchise 
for those who might not know, might need a refresher or whatever, was originally Luke Skywalker has the hero's journey. He grows into his role as the hero, and instead of him just, like, slaughtering all the bad guys, he ends up being the one that turns Darth Vader to kill the Emperor. The rebels beat the Empire. All is right in the world. Uh, you know, they're going on back on track. They've gone through this resistance, and they've figured it out, and they're going to restore the Republic and everything. Now, the prequels did not change that at all. They told the story of how Anakin became Darth Vader, and they set up this idea of a prophecy. Now, the prophecy is canon to Star Wars, and the prophecy was he would go ahead and do what he did, essentially. He would bring balance to the Force. So they go through episode one, episode two, episode three, and we get to A New Hope, and we get to Empire Strikes Back, and we get to Return of the Jedi, and it's the same fucking movies because that was the story already told. It was already finished. He fulfills the prophecy with the help of Luke and Leia and Han and all the other characters that we love and Obi-Wan Kenobi and R2-D2 and C-3PO and Mace Windu and Qui-Gon Jinn and all these other characters. They're all integral to the story of Anakin beating Darth Vader, restoring balance to the Force, and everything reverting back to peace. So what happens with The Force Awakens? They go, well, it's all peace. How about we say, nah, never mind. And they weren't original enough to think of anything else to do. So they just said, what if the Empire came back? And what if there was another Dark Jedi? And what if basically there was another Anakin where it was just a Dark Skywalker fell to the dark side? And what if we had the Emperor? But we can't have the Emperor, so why don't we have Supreme Leader Snoke? And then the last Jedi said, ah, fuck this stuff and whatever. So this movie is the exact same thing. This movie is, somebody said, I really like Terminator 1 and Terminator 2. Just like I liked A New Hope and... The Empire Strikes Back. How do we do the exact same movie, but we just copy and paste everything and make it shittier? The Empire becoming the First Order is exactly the same as Skynet becoming Legion. There is no difference whatsoever. Now, Luke Skywalker being... Well, Anakin Skywalker being the Chosen One and Luke Skywalker being like the aspect of the Chosen One or in some ways the, the Chosen One 2.0 to fulfill the Skywalker Anakin whole prophecy Chosen One stuff. How do we do that? Well, let's just make Rey. Who is Rey? Well, she's exactly the same as Luke, but without any nuance. And she's just going to be good at everything, the whole Mary Sue thing. She definitively is. She doesn't struggle with, like, anything on that. That's a whole other discussion for another day, but you kind of can't argue it. She is not going to struggle on anything. It's a whole big thing like that. Let's just make her the one that's, you know, she's the real chosen one here. So Luke is a complete failure. Leia is a complete failure. Han's a complete failure. All the whole story of the original six movies, it, it, it amounts to nothing because it just hits a reset button. The same thing happens with John Connor. Why did you send back Kyle to save John if John doesn't fucking matter? And they just kill John in the beginning of this movie. And then they go, all right, well, we're just going to, we're going to make a new John. And this John is going to be a 20 something year old Danny Ramos is, uh, what was it, from Guatemala or whatever it is. I don't know. It, it doesn't really matter all these details because it's just, they even say it in the movie. Oh, you're the new John. Okay, well, then why didn't John just fucking save the day? You didn't need this movie. And there's problems with this movie that's all over the place because not only is this movie unoriginal with that, the movie's unoriginal with every other aspect to it. How about we have 
a person on the good side who's an augmented human. I'll tell you a movie that had that. Terminator Salvation. Marcus Wright is an augmented human. Uh, how about we have a female Terminator of some sorts? Uh, well, we had the TX, which was stupid. And we had Cameron in the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Uh, well, how about we have a story of that the future is uh, inevitable and all that other kind of stuff. Terminator 3, as I mentioned that. Uh, well, how about we tell the story of how Sarah Connor doesn't think that Judgment Day completely stops. Terminator 3 talked about how she did that and the, the graveyard and everything like that. Uh, well, how about we tell a story that John Connor is not the leader of the resistance and all that other kind of stuff. They've been obsessed with this idea for years and years and years. They wanted to do that with Terminator Salvation. They wanted to kill off John and make it to where Marcus was like the new John or whatever like that, which is stupid. Then they wanted to do that with Terminator Genesis, and they did it. They made it to where John's the fucking villain. Now for this one, they just kill him. They just, fuck it, we don't need John anymore. We've got new John. Isn't she pretty? That kind of thing. Now, this movie's also just beating you over the head in certain ways. Not as bad as some other things, but still kind of beating you over the head for no reason about politics. And my thoughts on politics are, if I want to talk about politics, I will talk about politics. I'm okay with a little bit of a political message here and there in certain movies and certain TV shows and stuff. But if I feel like that's the entire driving force, I didn't want to go to the movies to hear your personal fucking lecture about politics. I wanted to go see whatever I wanted to go see. Now, when I went to go see the movie The Kingsman, you know what I wanted to go see? A superhero-ish spy movie that somewhat parodies James Bond, but also creates its own new mythos. I wanted it to be action. I wanted it to be fun. You know, that kind of thing. And that was great. I didn't need to go into a whole deep dive about the Swedish princess or whatever and some kind of geopolitical uh, statement about something. That's not what the movie's about. And when I go to see my Star Wars movies, I want to see the story of the Chosen One beating out the dark side of the Force and all that stuff, the purpose of the whole idea of that. The hero's journey in the context of what form that they had said. Doesn't need to be about how you you can be anybody and you don't have to be a Skywalker to do this or whatever. And it doesn't have to be some kind of empowerment for anybody. And that's including white males because it doesn't matter to me. I don't want to go see a movie that says white males are the ones that are leading all this kind of stuff because I don't fucking care about the politics behind it. So anybody that wants to complain and say, well, you're only mad about this because it's not a white guy. No. The thing I'm upset about this is that it craps on the first two movies. Now, there's a way that you could have done this movie where the future was going to start a whole new thing and John wasn't going to be the next focus and all that other kind of stuff. And I'll tell you the one simple way that you can do it. John does not die at the beginning of this movie. They kill off Sarah and John is the character who goes through the movie bitter and disillusioned or whatever and he is the one that helps out saving Danny because your rationalization could be once John 
saved everybody from Skynet and this whole, the future is set and whatever, which I don't agree with again. To me, how do you make a Terminator 3? You don't because Terminator 1 and Terminator 2 end the story. But if you had to, you had a gun to your head, how do you make a Terminator 3? You say, John continued to fight this whole thing. You made him a senator. He tried to fight the idea that the AI just kept being brought up. People kept trying to remake it and stuff. And eventually somebody shot down his ideas to be able to stop these programs. And they started to make it. So John started to prepare. And Sarah, maybe she died of a heart attack or cancer or whatever you want to do. She's not a part of the movie because she's supposed to die before the war anyway. And John is now the one that decided to start living off the grid. And people think that he's this crazy ex-senator who is just spouting all this nonsense about political apocalypse and all this other kind of stuff. And he starts coming across this idea of the, the Danny and, you know, he's tracking the Terminators and all this other kind of stuff. You do the exact same kind of movie like that. And I wouldn't be as upset because at the very least right then it would be a passing the torch moment, not a literal passing the torch moment of Sarah throws the keys to Danny at the end and she's driving to because she's the new John Connor and the new Sarah Connor in the same thing. Uh, this movie just desecrates the whole point of Terminator 1 and Terminator 2. And the politics behind it is something that I feel like the only reason that they did this movie was to do the political messages. Did we need to have a part in the movie where they said, I wish you weren't so white? Did we need to have the whole, you don't need to have a man to do this or whatever? The movies are not about the fact that John Connor is a man. The movie just happened to have picked John Connor as being the one instead of saying Sarah Connor gave birth to Jane Connor. That would have been the same exact movie and this movie would have crapped all over it just as much. If you make John a girl and you do this exact same movie and you do the first two movies exactly the same... It, I hate it just as much. Again, my issue is not that they killed off the guy and made it the woman thing. It's that they did it for no reason other than the crap on the other two movies. You didn't need to do this movie. There's political messages about the whole, are they prisoners? Are they detainees? Now, I am not on the Republican spectrum. I do not feel like I identify with any real, you know, Democrat, Republican stuff. But if I'm going to lead one way or another, it's going to be more towards the Democrat side. But did I go into my Terminator movie wanting to do a whole thing about border control? No, I wanted to fucking have my story of the the Skynet and fucking John Connor. That's the fucking point. And some people are going to say the point of the Terminator movies is Sarah Connor. The, ter the point of the movies is a two-front attack. Yes, Sarah Connor is our protagonist in the first movie. John Connor is the one that is supposed to be solving all the issues in the future with Skynet, and it's because of Sarah. Now, in Terminator 2, John fulfills that type of thing, and it's because of Sarah's help, and John takes on a leadership role and everything because she's instilled into him that leadership skill, and he took charge, and even as a 10-year-old, he still saved the human race. This movie is not... This the series is not about yeah, but what if John just died and then Sarah just kept being Sarah? I I mean, here's another thing too. Two other ideas that popped in my mind about the movie. Fuck fate is what she says. Okay, well, fuck fate. 
there is no fate but what we make for ourselves? Sure. Tell that to John. It seems like the Terminators are going to do it anyway, so fate is a thing. This movie just tells you fate is determined. You can change the details, but it's going to happen. So if the Rev-9, stupid name, but if the Rev-9 would have just killed Danny, somebody else would have fucking been the next Danny. And you can just do this over and over and over again until the end of time and tell the exact same story, copy and paste, and it doesn't fucking matter. Uh, if you want to talk about unoriginality, why do we have the, the Rev-9 in this one is just a combination of the TX and the John Connor Terminator Genesis thing. You know why? Because they couldn't figure out anything after Terminator 2. That's why this movie is just Terminator 1 mixed with Terminator 2. And that's why Terminator Genesis needed to just go back and redo Terminator 1. And that's why Terminator 3 was kind of just, for the most part, a little bit of a copy and paste of Terminator 1 and Terminator 2. And Terminator Salvation is the only one that actually tried to tell a different story. I'll give them credit for that one. But what is the Rev-9? The Rev-9 is, for some reason, which they don't really explain, unlike the other movies, the other movies really actually do explain these things. They don't care about explaining things in this movie because they just, let's just fucking do this, whatever, it doesn't matter, shut up, watch the movie. The Rev-9 is somehow a metal endoskeleton with, like, it's missing, like, a chunk of its head. I don't understand what that's all about. And also the liquid metal nanotech stuff. The nanotech stuff was essentially the T-1000 to begin with. He's got the sharp edges on him, like the T-1000. He holds onto the side and the back of the vehicles, like the T-1000. He dresses up like a cop, like the T-1000. They just said, let's do the T-1000, but let's make it the... Now we have the word nanotech and whatever. They didn't even say bother, bother to say the whole nanotech thing, but whatever. Who is Grace? Grace is just a combination of Kyle Reese and the Terminator from Terminator 2 with a little bit of Marcus Wright. And they made her a girl which is the same thing as Cameron from the Sour Counter Chronicles. I have no problem with the fact that the Terminator, well, not the Terminator that they send back, but the hero that they send back is an augmented human. I like that idea. That's a good idea. That's one of the few things about this movie that it's like, all right, they did the right thing on that one. And I have no problem with it being Grace. Grace was fine. She served the exact same role that Kyle Reese does for the most part, except for she didn't impregnate Danny because it didn't have anything to do with that. What was the point of Danny's uh, mother, I mean, father and uh, brother? They were pretty much pointless. They were just fodder just to get killed. Do I believe that Danny is an, uh, like a big leader? No. I don't feel like she has any kind of real growth throughout the movie. She just happens to stop sucking. It's not like, uh, you know, she magically really does anything that is making me go, oh, she inspires people and everything like that. Oh, another unoriginal thing. Remember how in Terminator 3, they had the fuel cell destroy the Terminator? Well, look at that. Fuel cell destroys the Terminator in this one. So they just copied that off of this thing. Oh my God. This fucking movie just... Can we officially just stop it with this copy and paste bullshit? What's the point? Why are you taking a movie that existed that people love and saying... Why don't we do the same exact thing, but this time we can just change a couple character names around? Like, again, the Star Wars thing. 
the Empire and the First Order. There is no difference. They're fucking stormtroopers. They're using Star Destroyers. They got a Death Star. You cannot tell me that the people in the story creative business of working out this new set of Star Wars stories thought that they were being fucking original. They weren't. And this one, there's no difference between Skynet and all that other kind of stuff. All they did was say, what if we just like killed John because we've wanted to do that for decades now for the, the only story that people can ever tell now is, oh, we had a whole story about like a prophecy and a chosen one and they ended up saving the day and all that. Well, how about if not, and we just hit the reset button and we do the whole thing all over again, but this time we just tweak a couple character names and we just do that. So yeah, for that matter, how about we just say the Lord of the Rings, for instance, let's just make it to where Frodo and all those people, they did all that stuff and it, it doesn't matter. The ring just, you know, reformed itself and Sauron's back. And now this new character, this new guy, this new girl, whatever it is, that's the one that's really going to solve the problem. The new Matrix movie, the Matrix 4. Why don't we just call that the Matrix rebooted and just be like, okay, well, Neo was the chosen one and he saved the day and they did all this kind of stuff and it solved the problem. Except now we've got the Matrix 2.0 and this one, the real chosen one that's really going to solve the whole problem of all of these, you know, the past three movies, they were just leading up to this real hero to come about and do all that. That's what's happening with the Star Wars movie. That's clearly just what happened with Terminator. And it's fucking stupid. Maybe the reason why none of these Terminator sequels have ever worked is because they're trying to tell a story of something that already ended. Terminator was the end of it. Terminator 2 was an even more definitive end to it. That's the end. I don't know what more to say. Uh, the visual effects, were they good? Yeah, except for the part when, uh, what's his face? Uh, the Rev-9 was jumping at the beginning. Uh, he, he jumps onto like a ledge or something and it looks incredibly fake. Was the music good? No. Nothing stood out to me. Was the acting good? Uh, well, Linda Hamilton knows how to play Sarah Connor. She did great in that. And Arnold Schwarzenegger's version of the Terminator doing the whole thing with, again, here's another unoriginal idea. What if we take the idea of the Terminator ages and he becomes more human-like? They did it in fucking Terminator Genesis. Again, the same fucking thing. You copy and paste the same thing. Now he's got a family. You just did that in the last movie. Jesus Christ. They did not think of anything different for this. So yeah, this sucks. This movie sucks. I can't say hits and misses for it because maybe there was like two lines in the movie that I laughed at, like legitimately that I was supposed to laugh at. Maybe those are hits. I don't know. But there's there's nothing that warrants this movie having ever needed to be made. I will give them credit for the CGI, for de-aging uh, Linda Hamilton and Edward Furlong. They nailed that. That looked great. But holy shit, there is more positives of that stupid ride that they did in Orlando with a T1 million or whatever than there is in this kind of thing. This is stupid. If you like this movie, I really just can't connect with that. Uh, I feel like there's a good portion of people that are only going to like this movie because they liked the rah-rah feminism type of thing, which to me, I didn't want to go see the movie to see a propaganda piece. I wanted to go see a Terminator movie and this Terminator movie is just a weak copy and paste of Terminator one and Terminator two. 
with characters that defeat the purpose of the first two movies. So, yeah, not a fan. Not a fan at all. And now that I've seen multiple shit versions of following up from Terminator 2, it makes me not ever think that they're going to do a good one. Now James Cameron was even more involved in this one, and they couldn't even make it a good one this time. So, why even bother, you know? (sighs) That's it. I could go on and on and on about this. If you want me to do more, I mean, I don't know if my blood pressure can take it, but if you do want me to talk more about Terminator, and maybe you want me to do something like uh, a fanboys fix it for the Terminator franchise where I I take the ideas of what I would think would make a good follow-up to Terminator 2 and rewrite something like that. I'll try that if you want to donate to the Patreon to the Pick Your Poison tier or something like that. But for the most part, man, I'm just, I'm so checked out about this. But if you do want to support that kind of a thing, the Patreon is the way to do that. Uh, There's obviously the merchandise shop stuff where not only just fanboysanonymous.com for the Public and Redbubble, but there's also Smart Out Moment shops and there's a Mango Tees. But for the most part, just show your support for Fanboys Anonymous. If you want me to keep doing more stuff, uh, hit that subscribe button, like the video on YouTube, leave a comment below, tell me what you think about this movie, leave a rating on iTunes and any of the other things that are like that on the audio-only platforms. Follow the Facebook, follow the Twitter. I'm all frazzled. My plugs are kind of a mess. It's just I'm just annoyed at this fucking movie for being another movie that just craps all over something that I love. So... Can't wait to see how the rise of Skywalker fucks up the Star Wars franchise even more for me. And can't wait to see how the next James Bond movie fucks that up for me. And what's the next movie uh, franchise or whatever that I like that they can crap all over? Are we going to have like the next Avengers movie just says that all that stuff doesn't matter and that uh, Captain America and Spider-Man and all the people that I uh, enjoy watching, they, they were pointless and... We're living in a shit time for movies when it comes to stuff like that. We got to stop having people copy and paste things and just think that they're doing a better job because they could just do the same story. And uh, I keep repeating myself. (laughs) As you can tell, I'm very annoyed. So I'm just going to end this for now for my own sanity. Thank you for listening to this, everybody. But it's time for me to geek out. (laughs) 